Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Lively Latin, by the way, and I'll say salve to everyone, meaning hello. Uh, let me just talk a little bit about notes and recordings. Last week's class was not recorded because your idiot teacher forgot to ask to have it recorded. So last week, you don't have a recording. However, uh, I did make notes of last week's class, and I sent them to Cindy with the recording for last week's class. I sent them as two links to Cindy. But when I looked at what, I, what we got in the message today, I saw the notes for lesson two only. So I don't know what happened to my notes for lesson three and my recording for lesson three. But I will, from now on, I will you know, really try to get them to record the class if I remember it. And I will also always make a little short recording that would only take you maybe 10 minutes to listen to, which will be a little quick summary of what we do. And you can practice with that one if you want to, a little bit easier. Um, okay, today we got a big schedule. We're going to do medical Latin a little bit. We're going to do uh, uh, some new Latin phrases, a couple of them. We're going to do some uh, names of animals in Latin, and we're going to talk about something that is really important in Latin, but doesn't exist much in English, and that is cases. And that's the big problem, you might say, with Latin. So uh, we'll talk about all that, and then we'll do some mythology at the end of the period. So that's what we'll do today. Now, you guys have been asking about medical Latin, and I love it because you made me do research, and I think that's wonderful. Because um, I know a good bit of Latin, but I must confess I do not know much, or I did not know much medical Latin until now. I don't know if Andrea is here today or not. No. But she was asking me about this phrase PRN that you sometimes see in prescriptions, PRN. And I found out what it means. It means pro re nata, which means for the thing born. Now, you might say, what does that really mean? Well, it means as needed. It means like as the thing that is the problem happens, then do a particular thing. Uh, so, so, for example, uh, it, it also can mean before the thing is born, thus do something before something happens. So, for example, a doctor might say he might prescribe breakfast to a patient and put PRN, meaning if that patient gets hungry, give them breakfast. It's simple as that. So it just means meet whatever need needs to be met, P-R-N, uh, which I had never uh, seen that phrase before. Okay, then we have QD. QD stands for qua qua da, which means um, every day, that is daily. So if you get a prescription that has uh, QD, stands for every, means every day, take it every day. SOS. It's not the SOS like help, but it's SOS meaning see opposite if there happens to be a need or if there is a need. So if you see SOS, it means if you need it, take it. AC, ante kibum, before food. And anytime you see C, uh, usually it has something to do with food. So AC means before food, before meals. Uh, 
uh, CC means with food, with a meal, and post C, uh, I'm sorry, PC means post kibum after meal. So you might see those. HS means horasomni, that is at bedtime, at the hour of sleep. BID and TID mean, BID means twice a day, bis in DA, and TID means tear in DA three times a day. So BID and TID take twice a day or three times a day. As I told you before, RX means take. And, and I don't know why that is. It, it really means rekipe, but somewhere in the transmission during the Middle Ages, X got written instead of rekipe, and that's what has stuck. Um, AC, oh, I already talked about the AC and PC, post-kibum and ante-kibum. Known rep. Known rep means known repetator. Do not repeat. Only do it once. AQ. P-U-R means aqua pura, that is pure water. A-Q-D-E-S-T means aqua distillata, distilled water. Uh, C-A-P means let him take. And the last one I was wrong about, G-T-T. I think I said G. G-T-T means gutai, which means drops. And so... If you see any of those uh, phrase, those uh, abbreviations, that's what they mean. And I will put them in the notes, and I will put them on my little recording, and you have today's recording of them. So that uh, should clear up medical Latin pretty good. Now, last week, we learned some phrases. Anybody remember how to say a healthy mind in a healthy body? A healthy mind in a healthy body. It's Men. Yep. But I don't remember the rest of it. Main sauna, incorpore sano. Main sauna, incorpore sano. Anybody remember who said that phrase? A famous Roman author said that phrase. A man Horace? who hated. A man who Horace? hated women. Juvenal. Horace. No, no. Ju juvenile. A, a Ju man who man who hated women for some reason. Cicero. Why. No, oh. ju juvenile. Oh, okay. Juvenile is his name. Uh, great satirist. Uh, ben John, a lot like Ben Johnson in England, if you know who he was. Uh, how do we say that famous phrase by Descartes, I think, therefore I am? Cogito ergo sum. Yep. Cogito ergo sum. Okay. And then how do we talk about fertilization in a tube, in glass? In, in vitro? vitro? In vitro or in vitro, if you really say it in Latin, yes. And then what's that famous phrase that both John Wilkes Booth and Brutus supposedly said? Thus, always may it be for tyrants. Sic semper tyrannis. That's it. Sic semper tyrannis. That's it. Whether either of them really said it or not, we don't know, but they supposedly did. Now, a couple new phrases. Neck plus ultra. Neck, N-E-C, space, plus, P-L-U-S, space, ultra, means cannot go beyond. That is, we could say Thomas Kaufman's fiddle playing is the neck plus ultra of musicianship, meaning it is the best you can get. You can't go better. Can't get any better. Or that dress that Jane is wearing is the neck plus ultra of fashion, meaning there's nothing more fashionable that you could get.
Alter ego or alter ego in Latin, if you say it in Latin, means what? Another yes. self. Yep. It, it, you use it when you're talking about a very good friend. You say, he's my alter ego. He's, my, he's another self. He's, he's like I am. So if you like me, you'll like him. He's my alter ego. And then another one that you might hear, sine qua non. Anybody ever heard that one? Sine qua non? Mm. It means without which, not. Nothing. That is, something must happen before something else can happen. So, for example, we could say, a sine qua non of my participation in these community calls is that I must adhere to ACB's code of conduct. If I don't adhere to ACB's code of conduct, I cannot participate in these calls. So a, a, a sine qua non of my participation is that I agree to adhere to their code of conduct. A sine qua non of the American allies accepting Germany's surrender in 1945 was they had to dismantle their arm, their war machine. If they didn't do that, it couldn't happen. So it's sine qua non. That's a, that's a good one. All right. Now, last week, we learned to count from one to ten. Does anybody remember how? Again, when you get the notes, you'll get a lot better at some of this. I have and, the notes right in front of me so I can look at it. <laughs> okay. You do. Oh, you do have you have what what week do you have for last week or this? week? Yeah, oh. the, the one that was I was kind of surprised like you to see only the lesson two. And yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened to that. I'm going to have to I'll talk to Cindy. I'll get I'll get with Cindy and them tomorrow. And I'm sure they they probably get a million notes every week. So it's no wonder that they, you know, they got lost somewhere unless I sent the wrong link. But I don't think I did. Um, it's hard to keep track of everything. It is. Anyway, Unis. Let, let's uh, repeat this to yourselves, you know, so it doesn't clog up Zoom. Unus, duo, duo, tres, tres, quator, quinque, quinque, sex, sex, septem, septem, octo, octo, novem, novem, decem, decem. So unus. Duo, tres, quatuor, quinque, septem, octo, noem, decem. Okay, very good, very good. Now, I thought we'd start right off with animals, uh, because I want to explain some things as we do these animals that uh, is really important for Latin, which is cases. And we haven't done anything at all with cases yet, but they will rear their ugly heads from now on, probably in Latin. Um, first of all, the word for animal is animal. That's easy, except you say it a little different. Animal. It's one of those Latin loan words. It comes right from English. Animal. Now, we have some animals. The first animal I want to do is opus. Opus. The word opus means bee, opus. We get the English word apiary from it. You know what an apiary is? Hive. Yep, famous way of saying a beehive. Yep, famous. It's a fancy way of saying a beehive. Okay, not so dissimilar from opus is the word awis. Awis, A-V-I-S, awis. Awis means bird. Bird. Yep. bird. Bird, awis, okay? And if you know what, you, you hear that word, you talk about avian flu. Avian flu is flu that attacks birds. 
or poultry. And you might hear the word aviary. An aviary is a bird sanctuary, just like an apiary is a beehive. Okay, awis and opis. Now, here's one you might uh, already know the meaning of, conker, C-A-N-C-E-R, conker. What does conker mean? Can anyone guess? C-A-N-T-E-R. No, C-A-N-C. Oh, nope, it means crab. Now, oh, we, get, we get the English word cancer from it because cancer cells look like a crab from what I'm understanding. They have a crab shape, and that's why they use that phrase. And, of course, the sign of the zodiac, cancer, uh, a lot of those signs in the zodiac look like, that people thought at least, they look like some being, and so someone must have thought that star looked like a crab, and that's why it's called that. Conus, conus. That's a dog. That's a dog, and you get the word canine. Canine. Your canine teeth are your teeth that are pointy teeth like a dog's teeth. And anything that's canine has to do with a dog, like dog-like or relating to a dog. Canine, if you go to your vet and you buy a bag of food for your dog and a bag of food for your cat, and you look at the one that says canine, that's the one for the dog. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Equus. Equus. Now, this word, uh, this word is, con is confusing if you see the spelling of it uh, because it's spelled E-Q-U-U-S. And a lot of people want to pronounce both U's. You want to say something like equius, but no. That first U goes right with the Q. So it's kind of silent. So it's equus, equus, and that means horse. It means a horse, equus. Uh, by the way, I, I told you last week, there is a word, cabalus, which was used during the Middle Ages, and which really means kind of a, a pack horse, a, at least in, it, it kind of means a pack horse, a nag, a, you know, a, a plug. But then in later times, it got to be the word for horse as time went on, maybe because more of the common people were using it. And then it just got to be a word for horse. So uh, we'll use the word equus mostly for this class, simply because we're learning classical Latin. So equus, phalus, phalus, F-E-L-I-S. Feline. That's cat, your cat. cat. That's your cat. And yes, feline means cat-like. And if you, if you uh, get a bag of food and it says feline, it has to do with cats. And if someone, if people say, my girlfriend certainly acts feline today, meaning she's acting very <laughs> cat-like, uh, very, uh, you know, sneaky or mysterious, you might say. Lupus. Lupus. Anyone know this one? Wolf. 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 Right. Wolf. Two derivatives. First of all, there's a flower, which I didn't know existed until I started fooling around with Latin books. Lupus, there's a, a flower called a lupin. It's a real pretty flower. Has nothing to do with a wolf, and nobody seems to know why it's called a lupin. Uh, well, there's a disease, too, lupus erythematosus. Yes, there's a disease, and it's uh -huh. related to this because it grabs your body like a wolf. Oh, yeah. Supposedly, that's why it's called that. Yeah, it's a very bad disease if you get it. It really is. Um, here's one you probably will have some guesses on. Moose. Moose. M spelled M-U-S. Moose. Mouse? Yes. Mouse? It doesn't mean a moose. Mouse. It means, uh, it means a mouse. Um, it was kind of funny. Somebody from Scotland came over to this country and went into a room where they saw a moose head hanging up. And they asked what it was. And someone pointed to it and said, oh, that's a moose. And the guy from Scotland didn't know what a moose was. He said, 
Well, by golly, if that's your moose, I certainly hate to see one of your rats. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But actually, moose can mean rat, too. It can mean rat or mouse. Usually mouse, though. Owis. Owis. O-V-I-S. Owis means sheep. Sheep. Oh. That is one oh, sheep. Yeah. One one you know, one sheep could be a male or a female. Owis. And I don't think that I right offhand can think of any derivatives from that. Uh, I'm not saying there aren't any, but I can't think of any English word we get from that. Oh, uh, Ovine. Yes. Now that's ovine. true. I have a feeling that you could talk about ovine, like for example, an ovine disease or ovine behavior or something like that, you might be able to say. Yeah, that's probably true. Well, what's a cow then? Because it's bovine. Okay. Bovine now. Bovine comes from, and I didn't give you this word. I could have. Bovine is the word bos. Bos, bovis is the genitive of it, Jane. And it means bull. Yeah, I gave you a different oh. word for bull, which you'll find okay. out. So bov- if someone's acting bovine, they're acting like a bull. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Porcus. Now, this is an interesting one. Porcus. I bet everybody will guess what it means. A pig. Now, it's interesting because this word really shows you the way Latin came into English uh, or came into French even. um, Because, you know, the reason that we have so many Latin words in English is because of William the Conqueror came in and took over England in what, uh, 1015 or something like that. And when he took over England, his people who were speaking French were the nobles. They were the nobility and they were the ruling class. And so the word they used for pig was, was porcus, became pork in French and pork in English. But after all, when we talk about pork, we talk about something cut up on your plate that you're ready to eat. That's what the nobles would have experienced. When we talk about swine or pigs, we use the more common Germanic word, which the common people would have been using. And that's why swine or pig is the word for a pig out in the field, whereas pork is the word for a pig when he's on the plate ready to eat. So it just shows you the, <laughs> the difference. Oh, yeah. there. And again, you have poor sign. If you, if you were to tell somebody you're acting very poor sign today, meaning they're eating like a pig or something. <laughs> uh, here's one you guys will all know. Serpains. Serpains. A serpent? A serpent. A snake. And it really means something that crawls. Serpo means crawl. So something that crawls. By the way, there are about three different words for snake in Latin. That's just the one I picked. There's also wipera, which sounds like viper. And there's also one anguis, which is another word for snake. But anyway, we we pick serpains because it's easier. Taurus. Taurus, T-A-U-R-U-S. Anyone want to guess? That's a bull. I think that would bull. be bull. Bull. Yeah. You're right about that. Bull. And that's where in Spanish we get toro. Oh, in right. French we get toro also. Um, and uh, uh, a toreador is a type of bullfighter. There's a lot of those for the signs of the zodiac. So if you know your... Uh-huh. Signs of the zodiac. Yes, Tar- Taurus is a sign of the zodiac. It looks. See, when the when the ancient peoples looked at these stars, they thought they saw things that maybe today we might find it a little hard to see. But they thought that that star looked like a bull, and that's where they got that 
sign, just like they thought the cancer looked like a crab. Capricorn looks like a goat's horn. Uh, and uh, I don't know, um, Gemini look like twins and uh, so forth. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I forgot to give you a word that I'm going to give you right now because I forgot to put it in. Piscus. Piscus. Fish. 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 And that's where you get mm -hmm. Pisces from. Mm -hmm. And that's where, uh, Carla, you get piscine or pis, what is it in Spanish? Piscine, piscina, pond in French is piscine, a swimming pool. Oh. Uh, that's where you get that from, that word. Oh. Uh, waka, waka, V A C C A, means cow. a cow. cow. A cow. Oh, a, cow. A, cow. a waka. A cow. A waka. A cow. Vaccine. You remember vaccine is called that because they remember they took the stuff out of a cow. It was a uh, cow pox. Oh, yeah. I think that's why they call it a vaccine because of that word. Um, and the last one that we're going to do for, for today wool pace. Wool pace. Wool pace. Means. Anyone know? Spell it. V-U-L-P-E-S. Oh, a raven? Like a vulture. Nope. A, a vulture. No, that's wool tour. A fox. By the way, there used to be a series of books for children by John and Jean George, I think was their name. And they called all the animals by their Latin names. So like oh. they called the they called the fox Volpes, the red fox, and they called the, the raccoon Procyon, and they called the Albubo, and they called the all the animals were, were called by their Latin names. I didn't know that until I grew up and learned Latin. I, I happen to remember, you know, it's kind of cool, kind of a neat way to, to do it. Anyway, let's go over these again, and we're gonna put the word est after them simply because I like to speak in complete sentences. So we're gonna say, for example, always est, which means it is a bee. Always est. I'm, I'm sorry, opus est. Everyone, opus est. Opus est. Always est. Always a bird. It is a bird. Always est. Yes. Always est. Conquer est. est. It is a crab. Crab. Conus est. Conus Dog. Conus est. Equus est. Equus est. It is a horse. Equus est. est. It is a horse. Phalus est. Lupus est. It is a wolf. Moose est. Moose est. It is a mouse. Um. Owis est. Owis est. Owis est. Owis est. It is a sheep. Porcus est. Porcus est. Porcus est. Serpains est. Serpains est. Serpains est. Serpains est. It's a serpent. Taurus est. Taurus est. A bull. Waka est. Waka est. Waka est. It is a cow. And the last one, wolpes est. Wolpes est. Wolpes est. It's a fox. Now, I want to... 
I want to give you some verbs uh, because we're going to talk about these animals. And before we can talk about them, we got to know some verbs. Now, when, when a word ends in O in Latin, if it's a verb, that means I am doing something. And if a word ends in T in Latin and it's a verb, it means he, she, or it is doing it. So here are some action verbs that we can use to talk about these animals or anything else you want to talk about. Amo means I love. Everyone, amo. 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 We get the word amateur. An amateur is a person who is a lover of something. That's why they're doing it. Amo. Now, if I want to say he loves, amat. Amat. Amo. Amat. Edo. Edo means I eat. Everyone, edo. 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 Edit. Edit. Now, this edit. word edit has a weird form, too. You can say edit, meaning he, she, or it eats, or you can make a contracted form of it and say aced, that is long E-S-T, aced, and it means exactly the same thing as aced. edit. Aced, he, she, or it eats. Okay? Here's why is it I, and then the amo is an A? Um, because edo is third conjugation and amo is first conjugation. Uh -oh. um, and I'm not teaching you about conjugations yet. We'll do that another day. But I'm just uh -oh. teaching you these verbs for vocabulary sake so you can, so you can read these little sentences that I'm going to teach you. Habeo. Habeo means I have. Habeo. And habet means he has. Habet means habet. Habet. And that's where we get the word habit from. A habit is something you hold on to because habet means have or hold. Like Here's one we don't like. More de o. More de o. Means I bite. I bite. More debt. More debt. Now, more debt. If more de o. If more de o means I bite, what does more debt mean? He bite. And then we have the word timeo. 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 Anyone want to guess? I'm afraid. I'm afraid. <laughs> and Timet, Timet would mean he's afraid. He's, he's afraid. afraid. <laughs> and then one last one. Here's one you might confuse with Timeo. Tereo. Tereo. Tereo means I frighten. I frighten. And Teret means frightened. Frighten. He frightens. Okay, mm -hmm. now keep that in mind with these animals that we've just learned. Keep those verbs in mind if you can. And we're going to do some sentences with these animals right now. And you're going to notice a funny thing about this. Let's just listen to this sentence a minute and see if you can figure it out. Conus est. That means it is a dog, right? Conus est. Conem habeo. Conem habeo means what? I have a dog. Conem amo. Panem amo means I love my dog. Of a dog. I have a dog. Kanem known timet. Kanem known Known means not. Kanem known timeo. I'm not afraid of Now, did you notice something? Did you notice something? What did you notice? Not. You put in the negative. I did put it up, but did you notice something about the word conus? Yes. What did you notice? 
had a different ending. It has a different ending. That's mm-hmm. because Latin expresses its meaning very differently than English does. And let me explain that to you. In English, we don't have cases. We don't have what are called cases, except in pronouns. For example, in pronouns, you say I when you want to talk about the subject of a sentence. I love, I hate, I eat, I have. You use I. You would never use I for the direct object. You would never say you would never say he loves I. You would never say he loves I. You'd say what? No. He loves, he loves me. 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 Okay. And you would never use me for the subject. You would never say right. me likes that unless you're Shakespeare. <laughs> like that. So in English, we have cases with pronouns, but that's all. No other word in English except for what? Well, just, just pronouns. Who and whom is, is cases. I, me, he, him. That's the only place in English this happens. But in Latin, every word, every word, including names, by the way, and my kids always said that was dumb, but even Mm -hmm. names have to change their ending when they change the way they are in the sentence. And that's kind of cool in one way, because in English, we, we have to tell what something means by where we put the words. For example, if I say, uh, if I say John loves Jane, how do we know who loves who? By where the <laughs> word is. We know because John was first, Jane was last. If we say Jane loves John, the whole thing is changed around because Jane oh, was yeah. first. Now, what if I say John Jane loves? Well, we <laughs> sort of know that John is still first, so probably that's poetic for John loves Jane. What if we say John, what if we say loves John Jane? Well, we don't know. You don't know what that means. You really don't. Or loves Jane John. We don't know quite what that means. But in Latin, we can always know because of the ending we put on the word. We can put the word in any order we want to. And we know what it means because of the ending. And so when we want to talk about the direct object of a sentence, we like these verbs. When I want to say I have a dog, I love my dog or whatever. We have to change the word, and we have to put an M on it for the singular. Now, I'm going to go over all these animals we just did and tell you how to make the direct object form, and then we'll play around with some sentences here. So, for example, opus est opem timeo. It is a B, but I'm afraid of a B. Opem. So we take off the S, and we put the E-M. Opem. E-M. Okay, with awis, we do awem, E-M. Now, well, let me explain it. If I could go through every one, but let me just tell you. If it ends in A, just add an M to it, like like waka becomes wakam. Okay? If it ends in U-S, like lupus or like porcus, take off the S and put an M. Porcum and lupum. Okay? If it ends in E-R, you mostly... Drop the R and add E-R-U-M. Or perhaps drop the R and add, drop the E rather and add R-U-M. Drop the E and add R-U-M. That's not a, that's not a, that's not a fast rule, but it works with the word I have here. Concare becomes concrum. Concare becomes concrum. Okay. Conus becomes conem, E-M. Equus becomes equum. Phalus becomes phalem. Lupus becomes lupum. Now, moose, moose is a funny one. It becomes murim. 
Mus oh. Murim. Okay. Owis becomes Owim. Porcus becomes Porkim. Now, Serpanes is a funny one, too. Serpanes becomes Serpentem. Serpanes, Serpentem. Taurus becomes Taurum. Waka becomes Wakam. And Wolpace becomes Wolpem. Now, let's just go over these. I'm going to give you the, the regular form, the nominative form, which is subject form. And then I'm going to give you the accusative form, the direct object form. So you can you can repeat these and you can learn these. Now, there's At least right you now, have a little help with Serpentem. Because serpent. Yeah, you, you do. Whereas with moose, you're at total loss. You just have to learn mm -hmm. that one. Moose, murim. But think about it. You know, this seems a little hard right now. Look at English. English is terrible. <laughs> box, for example, we say, uh, I have a box, and in my basement are a whole bunch of boxen, right? Boxen. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what we say? <laughs> nope. No, but don't we say ox and oxen? Why don't we say yeah. box and boxen? But we don't. We say boxen. <laughs> On my, we say on my street, there are many heists, right? On my street, no. there are many heists. No, no. We say houses. Well, how come we don't say mouses then? <laughs> right? So English, yeah, is, English is a mess. Uh, uh -huh. Last week, I went to a restaurant and there was an empty booth, but there were a lot of full beef. <laughs> right? Uh, no. Well, yeah. tooth teeth, why not booth yeah. beef? So you see, you get, the, you get the point, right? English is really a mess itself. So this is kind of much easier than English once you get used to it. Really. But let's just say these. I'm going to give you the subject form, then the object form. Conus, conem. And you can repeat them to yourself. If you want. Conus, conem. Equus, equum. Phalus, phalem. Lupus, lupum. Mus, murem. Owis, owem. Porcus, porcum. Serpanes, serpentem. Taurus, taurum. Waka, wakam. Wolpes, wolpem. Okay, now I just told you about my dog. Now I'm going to tell you about a serpent. Here's what the sentences say. Serpanes, s. Serpentem timeo. Serpens est. Serpentem timeo. What did I just tell you? It's, it's a snake. I'm, I'm afraid, afraid of, of snakes. snakes. Yep. I'm serpentem non amo. Serpentem non amo. I don't love snakes. I don't love, I don't snakes. love snakes. All right. Canis lupum timet et non amat. Canis lupum timet et non amat. What did I just tell um, you? Dogs, dogs, are dogs and wolves, I don't like to eat them. No, canis, canis, lupum, timet. Canis, oh, dog, lupum. Dogs, I'm not afraid of the wolf. Yeah, notice the ending now. Notice now, guys. This says the dog is afraid of the wolf. Well, what if I said canim lupus, timet? Then it would mean exactly the opposite without me changing one thing in the sentence except the ending. I could change the ending and change the whole meaning of the sentence, but the words are in the same order. Lupus canis lupum timet, lupus canem timet. Now, when you make one of those plural in English and, it's, and it has a singular ending, are you making a generalization or can you say that? In, in general, or do you have to make it plural? No, what I'm, I'm saying, all singulars here. A dog 
the doll. But a, but a while ago, we had some serpent or some serpents. I don't like serpents or something. Uh, I don't like I don't like the serpent is what I should have said. I don't like the serpent. I don't like the snake. We're still in singular. Now you can say that in the plural, and next time, in a week or two, we'll learn the plurals, and you'll find them even easier. But yeah, we will learn the plurals pretty soon. Okay, so Canis lupum timet et non amat. So the the dog fears the wolf and doesn't like him. Canis apim timet. Canis apim timet. What's apim? Remember that. Canis apim. The dog the is afraid of the, the bee. Of the bee. Now, here's some new oh. words. Quote boombilat. Quote boombilat. What's a bee do? Boom, he buzzes. Sting. He buzzes. Boombilat. Doesn't that sound? That's a neat Sting. word. Boombilat. I love that word. It sounds like a bee buzzing. <laughs> boombilat. Boombilat. It sounds like a bumblebee. Really. It does. And I yeah. have a feeling. And I have a feeling that's where bumblebee comes from. I don't know that for sure, but I have a feeling it does. Mm. At aum ikit, there's the word for sting. At aum ikit, and stings him. So the dog is afraid of the bee because he buzzes and stings him, and stings <laughs> the dog. That is aum. All right. Here's another. Musest. He's a mouse, right? Murim felis teret. Murim felis teret. Cats terrorize the mouse. The cat scares <laughs> the yeah. mouse. The cat scares the mouse. At yeah. uh, at temptat. Now edere, you don't know it means to eat and tries to eat him. Edere temptat. At trend tries to eat him. Moose phalem no amat. The cat does not like the, the cat mouse. That's, that's it. it. The that's mouse it. does not like the cat. No, no. Now notice which one has the M on it. Listen to this sentence again. Moose phalem known amat. Mouse does not like the cat. That's it, exactly. Equus lupum timet, said Conem Amat. Equus lupum timet. The horse is afraid of the wolf. wolf. The horse is afraid the wolf. of the wolf. But what? Said Conem Amat. But not the dog. But he but likes the dog. Yeah. He likes the dog. Yeah, notice, you know, horses sometimes have dogs as pets. Uh, they say a, a horse will let a dog come into its stall and it likes them. It, it ah. li likes them as pets. Jane mm -hmm. can tell us if that's true or not. She's a horse lady, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, She's an equestrian. Wouldn't we say that, Jane? You're an equestrian? Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. You're an equestrian. That means all, of it. all right. Here's another sentence. Conquer est. It is a crab. It is, it is a crab. crab. Concrumamo at Edo. Concrum Amo at Edo. I like crabs I, and I eat crab. I, I like and eat crab. The crab. Yes. Uh, yeah, okay, but said Aum said Aum Timao. Said Aum Timao. Excuse me, Gary. It's 20 minutes tell. Okay, thank you. I'll get this mm -hmm. one last sentence done mm -hmm. and we'll yeah. be done. Said Aum Timao. Aum means him. I'm afraid of him. But I'm, I'm afraid, afraid of him. Quote more debt. I'm afraid of him. Why? Quote because. Quote more debt. Because he bites. Because he bites. All right. There we go. What is okay. said? Said. Said means what? but. I'm sorry. I don't but. think I told you that, did I? But. 
So, all right. So what I'm going to do, you'll have these in notes. And in the notes, you're going to have a little exercise you can do if you want to. Uh, and we'll go over it in class next week. It's stuff like writing, I like the crab, but the dog likes the wolf and stuff like that. Just uh, <laughs> taking the words that we have and trying to write the sentences in Latin if you can. But again, we'll try to and, and do um, do ask Cindy if she will tell if she will. I don't know the exact. I don't know how it works. Uh, I'll ask her about that. But I think she can give you my email and then I can get these links to you and then she won't have to. But we'll see. We'll see what we're doing. Okay, I want to talk about mythology today. By the way, I hope this, did that make sense to you what we just went over? Yeah. I was a little nervous yeah. about yes. it. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. Uh, it's a little oh, hard yeah. to do orally, but uh, you're, you're giving how, me some real fun here uh, with this. How do you know what the stress is on the third person singular? Because when somebody was saying Amat, and okay. you were saying Amat. That's, that's good. Here's the rule. If a word has two syllables, unless it's the word Adhuk, that's the only exception. Unless it's the word adhuk, always accent the first syllable. If it's a two-syllable word, always accent the first syllable. I know, Jane, we were in school. We said amo, amas, amat. You know, we did. But it's really amat. Yeah, because um, I was thinking of that amo, amas, amat. There's more, but I forgot. Yep, 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 yep. That's right. That's right. That's right. We'll get into that in a week or two. But, uh, but the point is, if it's a two-syllable word, accent the first syllable. If it's a three-syllable word, if the... Next to the last syllable is long, accent that syllable. If not, accent the third syllable from the end. That's the rule. So if it's a three syllable or more, it, and again, you don't have the benefit of looking at the long marks unless you see the word written, but that's the rule. So that it's not hard, uh, but a lot of people don't know that rule. I didn't know it until I went to college. Uh, all right, I want to talk about mythology a bit because I wanted to get a little further away from Zeus and Hera, which we've done the last two weeks. And I wanted to, to talk about, I wanted to be at sea. I want to talk about Poseidon. Poseidon is his Greek name. What's his Roman name? Neptune. 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 Good. And you might say, well, why do they have a god of the sea? How important is that? But in Greece, the sea is extremely important because, you know, Greece is really surrounded by the sea. And a lot of people made their, their living from the sea. And there are a lot of Greek islands which are near Greece, which you have to sail to. And so you can see that the sea is, is really important for, for the Greeks. So you have Poseidon is the Greek name. Neptune is the Roman name, god of the sea. His wife, you may have never heard of. Does anybody remember what her name is? Oh, kind of a cute oh I used to know that. Amphitrite. Oh, God. Amphitrite. She lives in a palace under the sea with him. And they have a son who is a lot like a merman. He's kind of got, uh, you know, fins and gills and stuff, but he, <laughs> but he looks like a guy, too. Jane may remember his name from the Aeneid. His name is Triton. Oh, okay. Triton. Gotten his name. Yeah. And he blows a horn. His main function in mythology is to blow a horn to calm the sea. Uh, when Neptune, and Neptune is kind of the god of storms. Even though Jupiter is um, the thunderbolt, Neptune has a three-pronged stick that he carries along with him called a trident. Trident means three-toothed. And so he smacks oh, the yeah. sea when he wants it to get into a storm. And he smacks it again or, or takes it when he wants it to calm down. Or else he lets Triton go and blow on his horn to 
calm it down. Mm-hmm. Neptune rides over the surface of the sea on a chariot. He skims over the surface of the sea. Oh, um, I wonder if that's where Trident Gum got. I wonder. You know, it's amazing how many <laughs> brand names come from mythology, like Midas Ruffers and all kind of stuff like that. Yes, and I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if they just liked that name, and or, or if they think if you use Trident, you'll have three teeth left. You know, you won't. <laughs> tooth decay. I don't know. I don't know where they ever got that. I wonder if on the package it th- shows a three something with three forks on it. I don't know. Uh, I really do. It's inter- it'd be interesting to find that out, wouldn't it? Um, yes. <laughs> Neptune is not only the god of the sea, but he's also god of another thing. Anyone remember? <laughs> well, yes, because he is in charge of the sea, but horses. He's a god of horses. Oh. I don't know why, what the connection there is, but I guess if you're good sea at... Seahorses. May, yeah, maybe. Maybe <laughs> so. That's actually a good suggestion. That probably is true. Since there are horses in the sea, then the ones on earth are related to them. And so, yeah. And he's also the god of earthquakes. And you might say, well, why? Well, I guess even the ancients realized there was a connection kind of between what happened at sea and things on earth like tidal waves. And when a volcano would erupt, the sea is affected by it and so forth. And when the earth quakes, you can get a tsunami. Um, So, you know, I don't know. They must have realized that. And that's why they call him the earth shaker. They often call uh, Neptune. So he's thought of as a person that can cause an earthquake with his trident as well. And so his main symbol are, is the horse and the trident, his trident. So you see, you want to know his symbols as well as what he's the god of, because uh, that's just good to know. And if we get through all these gods, we'll play a little game like playtime where we can play around with things like this. So see how much you can remember. <laughs> this is all in old Edith Hamilton, though. Mm. Uh, all in there. Hades. Hades uh, is the, the god place of, of the dead. dead. Right. Well, it's, it's both the place and the god. It's both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they, so they might say, go to Hades, meaning go to the god, but then it got to mean go to the place as well. And of course, in the New Testament, uh, they use that word and it comes to mean hell. Uh, in, in this, in mythology, it doesn't mean hell. There is a part of Hades which is like hell, but not all of it. And so in mythology, it just means the abode of the dead or the God of the dead. And the word really means, anyone remember what this word Hades means? Shadow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It be, well, it means, yes, shadow or unseen, something that can't be seen because, of course, the God of death has a cap of invisibility that he puts on. And so you don't see him when he comes up and oh. grabs you. And so it means oh. unseen. What's the Roman name for this God? Um, Pluto? Um, Pluto, yeah. That's, that's related to the Latin word or the Greek word either for wealth because they figured that Pluto is in charge of all the wealth down under the earth. And so uh, that has to do with, with wealth. Uh, that's right. Well, yeah. Yeah, a plutocracy, good job, is the rule of the wealthy. That's, by the way, mm-hmm. a Greek root more than it is a Latin root, but yes. Uh, uh, God over, he's God over the underworld, which is where uh, the dead go. It's a place down under the earth, and it's not all bad, but it is kind of gloomy, uh, except yeah. for one part of it. It's kind of gloomy. It's not constant torture unless you're in the really deep part of it. 
but it is a gloomy place. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so, and there were places on earth where they thought you could go down into the underworld from, for example, if you went to Lake Avernus in Italy, you could go down into the underworld. It was a sulfuric lake. And they thought that if you went Ooh. there, there was an opening where you could go down there. And there are other places to Naira in Greece where you could do the same thing. And so sometimes heroes would go down there for various reasons. Uh, it's also called Dis. Don't ask me why, but it is. Uh, Pluto is a very gloomy god, and there's not too many stories told about him. Uh, the most common story told about him is, of course, the story about how he got his wife. And you all read that in fourth grade, probably. Does anybody remember that, that story, basically? Persephone? Yeah, Ceres. Yep. Persephone or Proserpina. Per- and Ceres is her mother. And that's, by the way, where we get the word cereal. Uh, because she's goddess of grain and her daughter is pictured as a very young little girl and what happens pluto comes up he sees her he likes her so he just puts a cap of visibility on her grabs her takes her away nobody knows what happened to her for the longest time she's just gone and he takes her down into the underworld and she becomes his wife and he makes her queen of the underworld and then finally they find out where she is and her mother says well you guys since you did that i'm not going to make the earth fertile anymore and so then jupiter compromises and says she can come up here for six months and she can go down the underworld for six months and when she's up here her mother will be will, will make the land produce and that'll be spring and then when she goes down her mother will be sad and she won't and it'll be winter and so it's an explanation of the seasons i'm sure you've read if you've read any story at all about him that's the one you've read i'm sure yeah. There's another story about him that's kind of funny. No, not funny, exactly. Hercules, uh, not Hercules, uh, Theseus goes down into the underworld. He's sent down there to kidnap the queen of the underworld. He's he's sent down there to kidnap Pluto's wife and bring her up to the surface. And so he goes down there and he tells Pluto, I'm down here to kidnap your wife. Pluto says, okay, man, you can have her. I got a little tired of her anyway. Tell you what, though, just sit down in these chairs and I'll go get her. And when they sit down in the chairs, they can't move. They're stuck. Oh. They don't get out of the underworld until Hercules comes down many years later and rescues Theseus. But he's not allowed to rescue the other guy. It's the other guy who really had the lame brain idea to take her, who wanted her for himself. And so Pluto never lets him get out of that chair. He stays in that chair forever. So that's oh. the only other story I can think of uh, about this guy. His <laughs> symbols are the cap of invisibility. Uh, that's really his only symbol and he's pretty gloomy and you don't really hear much else about him he's always on duty down there in the in the underworld now we come to a very interesting character Pallas athena don't ask me why she's called Pallas athena it's just part of her name i don't know why that's the greek name the the roman name is minerva and do you re- do you believe until Say, 50 years ago, 75 years ago, they actually named sweet little baby girls Minerva. Do you believe that? Oh, yeah. They my, sure wife, did. <laughs> yep, my wife had an aunt <laughs> Minerva, or a great aunt Minerva. I, I just can't. They, I think they called her Nervy. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, but that isn't her name. Now, she's an interesting character. She's the daughter of Zeus by himself on his own. Zeus got a terrible headache one day. 
And so he went to Hephaestus and he said, I got this terrible headache. Can you do something for me? Hephaestus is the god of blacksmiths and craftsmen and all that stuff. So Hephaestus cuts Zeus's head open. And the goddess Athena jumps out of the top of his head, fully armed, fully grown. No wonder he had a headache. And that's his daughter. And that's his daughter. And, uh, and he really trusts her about as much as he does any god. Uh, he, he trusts her very much. But the, the thing interesting about this story, though, does anyone see something that might lie behind this story? There might be a little more to this story than just a nice mythology story. Oh, yeah. Zeus. Zeus. Um, well, no, that won't work. Um, hmm. Never I guess mind. somebody could literally say that kids are a headache, but that wouldn't be very nice. <laughs> In other words, maybe doing lobotomies. You know what a lobotomy is? Cutting yep. into someone's head. That's what oh. uh, that's what oh, Joseph yeah. Kennedy did to their daughter, oh. and she never was the same after that. You know, mm. um, I mean, he didn't do it, but he had a doctor do it. But lobotomies is when you. So maybe someone in Greek in Greece was experimenting cutting into patients' heads, maybe to relieve their headaches oh, or geez. Uh -huh. and maybe that's Ooh. where this story originally. Ooh. We don't know. We don't know. It's you know, yeah. who knows? Um anyway, she comes out of his head. She's goddess of the city of Athens or really of any city. She's protector of really of civilized life and of handicrafts, especially weaving. She's very good at <laughs> weaving. And you can see why that would be important to civilization. She invented the bridle of the horse because, after all, what Neptune made a horse. What good's a horse if you don't put a bridle on it? Yeah. Not much good. Uh, she sometimes is called gray-eyed Athena. And uh, she's also, also called Parthenos because she is a virgin goddess. She never marries. She is one of the couple goddesses that never marries. And her temple which is built in Athens, which is dedicated to the her, Parthenon. is called the Parthenon. And it's called that because it's the temple of the virgin goddess. Gary, it's five minutes till. Okay, thank you. And I will get done here pretty quick. Symbols. Her symbol is the owl. Her bird is the owl. The olive tree, because obviously for Greece, the olive tree was tremendously important. And the city of Athens. And next week, I'll tell you why she got to be patron of the city of Athens. Any questions on anything we've gone over today? Did this, guys, did this, I don't want to bore you all to death. Did, did this make sense? Was it all right? Did you follow it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's good. If I do good, have a question. Yeah. Do I have a what? I said I do have a question. Is there a reason um, for covering the the Greek or um, uh, the Greek and Roman gods and goddesses or mythology or whatever, I guess that just goes along with the language. It goes along with it. Cause if you were reading real Latin literature, you'd read a lot of stuff about mythology. Oh, I see. I and see. also oh, yeah. I truthfully, I'll tell you why I really did it. I did it because of playtime. So many people get on playtime and don't know the answers to the mythology <laughs> question. Oh, yeah. Now we do. Uh, <laughs> and I thought, well, maybe yeah. I can help them a little. And, and plus I really too thought it would be something you'd be interested in. Yeah. Um, so Gary, and, Yes. Thank you. Thank Gary. you. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. Bye. Thank See you. you later. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Gary, you want me to tell you when it's five minutes tell, is that correct? Yes. Okay. And it is now, I guess. Probably. Yes. Thank you. Well,
Thank what you. Is your name? What's your name again? Mine, Gary. Yeah. The Gates. Gary, Gary Legate. G A R Y. J E R R Y. No, G A R Y. G A R Y. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, thank, thank you. Uh huh. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, thank you Gary. Bye. This was good. Bye, Bye, everyone. Don't forget to turn the recording Bye. off. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Thank you. Bye. 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 I'm gonna end it. There it goes. Okay.